Ladies and gentlemen, the year is 1989. The month is December. Thanksgiving has passed, and Christmas is closing in. And in between then, in the time when you'd be listening to all the wonderful Christmas music you could, the music industry was born. To quote a famous newscaster that may or may not have been Barbara Walters, we will fact check it later, Taylor Swift is the music industry, and today's episode is all about the queen herself, and we'll talk all about it on the other side of the intro. Welcome to the Taylor Swift episode. Uh, I don't remember what number it is, Wes. Are we in eighties yet? We might be in. We are in the eighties. Um, yeah, nothing 80s. better could ever happen to me than than this. <laughs> nothing better could happen than Wes and Perry and one other person recording a Taylor Swift episode. And that other person is someone you all, I think, have been just dying to meet. On one the might podcast. even call them a celebrity. One is a celebrity. Has been mentioned on the pod before. Uh, last name is also Wilson. Uh, last name w- was not given to her through a wedding, ma- a marriage certificate, but it is my wife, and it is Mrs. Wilson. Brooke Wilson, welcome to the podcast, uh, Swifty herself. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and Wes, I think you're ready to lose. Brooke, we already went over this. There is no winners and losers. It's a ranking. That everything is competitive in my world, including (laughs) ranking the top five Taylor Swift albums. What what if they're the same? Have you thought about that? Then we will virtually cheers to that. Mine will not be the same as yours. Yes, can confirm. I want to like. Well, you don't know mine, Brooke. But, but I know that you don't know a lot about Taylor Swift, so. But but I think he's tried. He's he's put some work into it. Oh, he has. He was listening to Taylor Swift earlier today, weren't you, Perry? I was when floors were putting in our floor. I was listening to T Swift, and I'm, were you listening to worried. Reputation because you were angry? <laughs> I was listening to. Well, I don't want to spoil it because this specific album is on my top five. But uh, yes, I have been studying a little bit. Um, I did look through all the albums to pick out songs that I recognized, uh, songs that I recognized as good or bad. And and that pretty much was my ranking. So, <laughs> Perry, did you listen to the new album? I have, I have, but not enough to like be able to tell you specifically which songs are the best but enough to know if i liked it or not did you did you like it i did i thought it was good did you so brooke you're a swifty so i want to get your opinion on this as i listened to the midnight's album it was like almost funky like there were some hints of pop funk in there and i was like are we going to a different genre again yeah, no, I would I would say the same thing. I think she chose some instruments, like certain things on the piano and Yeah, and some like different vocal overlays. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was it looked like there was a lot a lot of time and energy into making a different yeah. different take on a your normal T Swift. Yeah, and I loved it. Again. Mm-hmm. She did it again. Of Will- course. Willow is also in the building tonight. 
and right. not the song in the studio. Well, Brooke, so I was thinking about this the, earlier today, and I was like, "Wait, Brooke's dog's name is Willow." So I have to ask, did you name her Willow because of the song? You know, that's a great question. Um, I would say half of the reason. Really? The other half is a little more sentimental. Uh, I grew up um my parents' house, where they still are. Um, our neighbor there. had a willow tree that I thought was beautiful. And I was okay. like, naming my dog after a tree? Naming my dog after a Taylor Swift hit? Hmm. Might as well. So it was the winner. Wow. In Colorado, everyone names their dog or child or town after trees. Mm. Example? Aspen. Another example? <laughs> Conifer. <laughs> I bet that's not a place, but okay. Are you going to say like oak? Like Oakley? Uh, I think there's more. Or Maple? Evergreen? Evergreen? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Evermore? Oh, Evermore, so back to Taylor Swift. Brooke, uh, I, I think I've, I might have told Perry this, but... So I'm not... I'm, like, getting close to the stage of life where I'm ready to get a dog because I'm super lonely. Uh, just kidding. Um, How is that possible? You are out of the house all day, every day. He takes the dog with him. Exactly. Uh, like I said, Perry, I said this close. We're not there yet. Okay, um, okay. Brooke, I would have you, a name. Wait, would you move before you got a dog? If you were that lonely, you should just move down here. Perry, There's an option. You've almost been swept away by hurricanes twice this year. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, Wes, and, what were you going to say, though? Um, So, I have a plan to get a dog. Like a plan in my head, I should say. Mm-hmm. Do you know, and I'm going to get a female, I've decided. And I have a yes. name picked out. Can you guess what the name is? Mm. Does it have to do with Taylor Swift? Of course. Is it Taylor? No, it is not. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, give me a second. Is it Mary? Oh, this is hard. No. Um, I don't know. It's, you gotta tell me. Well, it's super basic. I want to name a dog Swift because when I come home, I can say Swifty, come here. <laughs> you know i'm here for it having yeah. named my dog half half the reason was taylor swift so yeah i'm here for it yeah i'm here for it too uh brooke you have been to a taylor swift concert i correct? have um i've been to the red tour it wow. was junior year of high school 2012 peak of my life was going to taylor swift concert ouch that hurts <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Wait, Brooke, that was your twenty twelve was yeah. I graduated, or no, Wait, Brooke, it was old twenty thirteen. So sorry, I graduated in twenty fourteen. Oh, you're only a year older than me. Yeah, okay. yeah. so it was twenty thirteen, summer of twenty thirteen. Did he say? Wait, are you old? <laughs> so our roommate, our roommate Kyle, uh, the other. So Tanner is twenty six now, mm-hmm. so he's old, and I'm twenty five, so I'm still the baby. And Kyle, like, what I asked him what it is like, Kyle, how old are you? And he said, twenty eight. And I was like, oh god, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Anyway, we should probably talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, what else? What else is there to talk about? Well, there is one thing to talk about real quick before we get going, uh, because Wes is making a trip down to Disney next year. Uh, to visit me that is, uh, no that is to plan. visit me and to visit Brooke as well uh, Wes did you see that Chapek is out or as they call him Bob Paycheck 
Yeah, I did. He is out, and Bob Iger is back. back. Yeah, I saw back again. Back. It was that was like today, wasn't it? That was today. That or last night? That's I guess, crazy. Or this morning. Uh, I think it was probably Friday in realist. Perry, can you can you elaborate what this means for like the Disney World community? Yeah, because it's kind of a big deal. Yes, yes. Here's here's what it means. So, uh, Disney's earnings report came in recently, and it was low. Uh, they just, it was weird cause they just recently had a really huge earnings report, but, um, I think more alarming is the approval, uh, rating and just like, not like presidential approval rating, but there are polls out there that, um, indicate I mean, it's a similar, yeah, it's a similar whether thing. people are, what their opinion is of Disney, the Disney company. Um, I've seen polls about how, I think I ranted on the podcast once about how, like people are less willing to spend their money at Disney than ever before. They're less like, they feel like they're getting less value for their money than ever before. Mm. And they've still, still been paying out and Disney's still been up in how much you got to spend and that kind of stuff. So anyway, people are kind of fed up. People are getting tired of it and people were dropping from like their, their stock price was going down significantly recently. And so they're like, something's got to change. Uh, obviously they were in a lot of political stuff this past year as well with the, uh, things going on with the Disney company and, and a couple Florida things that I don't need to get into. But uh, yes, so it means Disney knows they need to make some changes. They're going back. They're they're using Chapek as the scapegoat of sorts, and they're going back to uh, to Bob Iger, who is very well loved by, by Disney fans. I actually wrote a letter, an email to Bob Iger this morning. Uh, Brooke doesn't know this. Just because uh, you can write an email to you can just uh, I typed in Bob Iger at Disney dot com and it is a real email. Disney or uh, oh. Gmail said it was a real email um, and wrote a letter basically saying not political, uh, but just saying that I grew up with Disney movies. I grew I worked at Disney and. Here are a few we reasons. Want, we want to be sponsored. We want free tickets. <laughs> I, I wrote, here are a few reasons why I think people are people are upset and things that need that may need to change uh, if you're, you know, if they're looking to get back on track. So who knows if they see it or not? I didn't. Yeah, I figured if I got political, then they would throw in the trash because they probably get a million political emails that they're just like, this right. is stupid. Right. Um, so I tried to be more like, Here's your issue, from my opinion, from a concerned longtime Disney fan uh, that has been also a little frustrated. So, anyway, that was big news. It was big news. And pertinent to the podcast, but not this episode. That's right. Because we're talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. All right. Well, Perry, Perry, do you want to explain what we're doing today? Yes, here's what we're going to be doing before I shut my mouth and let you two do most of all the talking the rest of the way. Uh, we each have a top five, yes, including me, who is a very, very novice in the T-Swift universe. Um, we each have a top five T-Swift albums that we are going to rank five to one. We're going to talk about the albums a little bit when they come up, talk about some of the best songs on the album and our opinions of that album. And once we're done with the top five, Wes and Brooke are going to round out their top tens if they so choose. I am not going to because I couldn't really rank that far um with my knowledge <laughs> of taylor swift but i could tell you some albums that i don't really like and why uh when we get there but yeah that's pretty much it it's a it's a basic top five just like we've done a million times before on this podcast 
It's just my favorite topic. <laughs> it just happens to be one of your favorite topics ever. Is it the is it wow. the topic, Wes, for you, or is there any other topic? Um, like donkeys, would that top it? I do love donkeys. However, I would say I know more about Taylor Swift solely because there's more to consume about Taylor Swift rather than donkeys. <laughs> there is um, more I would to, say... to consume about Taylor Swift than donkeys. Well, I don't know a lot of Very, people that eat donkeys, Wes, but I'm sure their I would meat s- is I would... edible. <laughs> I would say I could probably go I could go deeper into the realms of NASCAR and track and field. Okay. I definitely thought NASCAR was the next thing that I was going to But Taylor Swift is up there, man. Okay. I have drank the T-Swift Kool-Aid <laughs> in his big red truck listening to some T-Swift with the windows down. All right. Well, how should we begin? Who who will who will throw the first stone? Um, okay, so the person that goes first could be the person whose birthday is close. Oh, no, I always pick that one. Let's pick something different. Yeah. Um, the person who changed their name last. Just kidding. It's none of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, golly gee, I don't know. Oh, got it. Are you ready? Yes. Who has listened to Christmas music the most recently? Not since last year. I have not listened yet. Oh, well, it has been All right. Okay, I guess I will go first. Okay, you go first. Uh, Uh, Brooke, you can go second. I'll go third. Wait, actually, no. I don't want to go third because that would mean I'd reveal my number one last. And do we want that? I'm not that. It's not that climactic. Maybe you should go first. Maybe you go first, then I'll go, and then Brooke goes. Yeah, that sounds fine. I still haven't listened to Christmas music yet, but I'll do it. All right. My number five, Wes. No, you're number one. No, no, no. We're going number five no, to one because no. we got to build the... It's, oh, it's that's dramatic. what you meant. Okay. Yes, we got to build the suspense. Understood. My number five is the Speak Now album. Okay. Am I doing okay so far? <laughs> is is there anything you want to say about yes, that? Yes, I do. So I actually wasn't sure where I, what I was going to... I had like four albums in my head that I was like, these are probably going to make my list. I didn't know what my fifth one was going to be. And so I started looking through the albums, trying to recognize songs, and... Speak Now definitely has some very solid songs that I have heard before today. <laughs> I have heard before uh, today. This is horrible. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> back to December, I have heard before. Bang. I have heard many times in my life. Wait, and so you chose it based off of if you've heard the song before? If I've heard them and like, like know, uh, know that okay. I like the songs. Okay. Like, because if it's like I just clicked on them today, like that's, you know, and even if I liked it and I only listened to it for the first time today... Still, I feel like I wasn't really, didn't really want to count that because, you know, how did it elude me for this long if yeah. it's that popular, you know? But uh, Back to December, definitely a song I've heard many a time um, and a solid one. Dear John. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what other ones I've heard from this one. Definitely a, f- a couple others, but I can't just looking at the titles. Uh but yeah, speak now. Gonna be my number five. Um, sorry that I can't say much more. <laughs> well, don't worry, Perry. I can because speak now is also my number five. Whoa! So, Look at me go. So you're doing great so far, Perry. You're doing nice. great. Is he though? Yes, I love speak now. So speak now came out in 2010. Um, it was the third album Taylor Swift had ever released. 
Following up Fearless, which she won the Grammy for Album of the Year for at, like, age 18 or 19. Impressive. Which is just ridiculous. Um, so Speak Now came out. Speak Now did not hit as hard as Fearless did. It was not as popular. And because of that, I think Speak Now might be Taylor Swift's most underrated album. Uh, as I was doing my top five, I got to my fifth spot. And I was really wavering between three albums and so i was like well let me just go through and look at the song list one more time and i'm looking at it, i'm like wait a second speak now is one thing and it's certified bangers only it is <laughs> an absolute rager like if you look at the first five songs six songs you have mine which is so sweet and adorable you have sparks fly which is a total banger back to december which back to december is re- Really the first time we see Taylor Swift write a breakup song where it's her fault. And it's just raw. It's so good. Speak Now. It's about her breaking up a wedding. I mean, how much more fun and dramatic can you get? Dear John. A lot of people think... Well, I shouldn't say think. A lot of people choose um, All Too Well as they as their saddest Taylor Swift song. But for me, it's Dear John. Dear John can just wreck me in the car driving down the hallway. Down the hi- down the hallway. Oh, uh, down the highway anytime. Um, and then Mean is the sixth song. If you go with a couple more songs, there's Enchanted. Oh, that I is mean, a really good one. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I would pay ungodly amounts of money just to see Taylor Swift sing Enchanted live. So <laughs> speak now. Just super great. It was a great follow-up to Fearless and... Did not get the praise it deserves, so I'm going to give it all the praise that I can right now. So that's my number five. Nice. Thank you for validating me and providing all that information that I would usually provide on a topic that I know. Yeah, Perry, how would you feel if I told you I didn't look any of that up? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I wanted to look real quick because when I was – I also did look through um, – There was there's a, uh, a Rolling Stone ranking of all Taylor Swift uh, – 229 Taylor Swift songs. And if I remember right, this is what someone who doesn't know Taylor Swift does. Right, of course. Right, That's me. Um, there's a at least a couple of the top few that were from this album. Dear John is number ten. So at least I think it's that, so that good. Might be the only one from this album that was in. It's so good. Not to say that this ranking is right, but just to say. It- that song right. is popular. So. All right, Brooke. It's your time to shine. I know. Um, Don't mess up. So we included Taylor's version. Oh, I did too. Okay, good, good. I'm choosing Fearless, Taylor's version. Okay. Um, so the reasons why. Um, super nostalgic. That was when I got into Taylor Swift was that album. Same. Um, the best day, like, have you seen the music video? Cause that's a tearjerker. Oh yeah. Um, but the Taylor's version when she includes Keith Urban is in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is Ed Sheeran in it too, maybe? Uh, I don't think so, but m- is it Marin Morris? Yes. Marin Morris. That's yeah. That's that one. I remember listening to over and over again when she released the Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I favor the Taylor's version over the regular because the From the Vault 
are just oh yeah it's some of amazing them are just nuggets of gold it was a gift it that we really didn't was a gift that we didn't ask for but gladly received yes um yeah, brooke, so yeah brooke i gotta i gotta ask like when you heard well so the way i remember this happening is kind of out of nowhere taylor's like i'm dropping love story taylor's version mm-hmm. so what was your reaction when that happened i was like I think my first reaction was, like, way to go. Like, way to go, just, you know, because she, like, separated from her, from her manager, label. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you release the music you want to release. Exactly. And the way you want to do it, and from the vault, and all that, um, yeah, I loved it. And then yeah. she released just so many albums in such a short period of time. I know. I was like, was she amazing. was busy during COVID. Yeah, she she really used COVID to her advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she has come out on top. Here's Perry scrolling through albums. <laughs> yeah, I'm scrolling through to just looking at how many Just refreshing his memory albums yeah. there are so wow. many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brooke, I also love Fearless Taylor's version. I was so happy when it dropped just because So happy. And I think my favorite song from the vault was Mr. Perfectly Fine. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so fun. Mm-hmm. and a bop um and just so people know what taylor's version is so taylor swift musical artist like signed to a record label all that fun stuff she was originally signed to big machine records and there was just a lot of controversy there that was kind of thrown under the rug for a couple years and then when she decided she wanted to go to the pop realm there's a whole bunch of stuff came about how nasty everything was and she kind of came out and talked about how she didn't give as much creative liberty as she wanted on the songs that she wrote. Let it be known that Taylor Swift writes all of her own stuff, which is yes. just insane. Um, and so there's some kind of contractual obligations for like how long like you can go before recording a song again. Or I, I didn't really make sense to me. I don't know. I didn't, I'm not a businessman. But so whenever you see a song and it's Taylor Swift and it has in parentheses Taylor's version – Taylor Swift owns that music, not her rec- her formal record label. So I'm very pro supporting the Taylor's version albums to support Taylor as an artist. Yes, I am as well. Are you Perry? Yeah, so much. She just really needs our support right now. She's really struggling, actually. Um, just the life of a of an up and coming artist. It's just really a tough one. Okay, why don't you just share your number four? Her. Okay. She's she's definitely struggling with Ticketmaster. That's for sure. <laughs> actually, she does have a problem. With I do want to say there's there's one song on the newest album where she talks about like if I was a man, you know, is the song titled "If I Was a Man." Well, that's from the Lover album, which was like oh, four yeah, albums. that's from the, oh maybe I was from, anyway. I heard it recently. Probably, it's just the last one he listened to. Okay, wait, that makes a little <laughs> more sense now. But I was thinking to myself because she's like, if I was a man, I'd be like, basically, it sounded like she was saying I'd be a big deal if I was a man in 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 the industry. And I'm like, Taylor, you are literally the biggest in all of music. She is <laughs> over all the, the music men. industry. She, she is the music Quoted industry from Barbara Walters. I think. <laughs> Maybe Barbara it'll... Walters. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, my number four, Wes. I think we're gonna have differentiating opinions. Okay. I'm going with the original Taylor oh, Swift de- debut. Is what we the call the debut it, album, Taylor Swift from 2006. Oh man, what a <laughs> Throw choice! Throw it way back. I was 10 years old. Yikes. Um, I picked this one not because I thought you guys would all agree with me. 
but because I remember <laughs> bopping to these songs when my sister was jumping on the Taylor Swift bandwagon, which I think she's since jumped off of. She's that's kind of too mainstream for her. She needs to be a little more meta. Y'all know Abby. You've heard her on the on the podcast. Oh um, gosh, Abby, I'll have to talk to her about it. Yeah, but like she definitely like we sh- we had the same Apple account, so that means we share the same songs. Uh, we were both under my dad's Apple account for our uh, iPod Nanos. And oh, um, amazing, definitely had teardrops on my guitar music video on our on our uh, iPods, um, and definitely had like "Stay Beautiful," "Mary Song," "Our Song." Um, oh, our song is so good. Maybe Tim McGraw as well. Definitely had quite a few songs from this album on my um, on my iPod that she paid ninety nine cents for, um, but I got to listen to so. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was kind of my secret. Like these songs are actually kind of good, but I don't want to admit it because I'm cool. In yeah, I mean Taylor school. Swift. Taylor Swift did really bust onto the scene, so people remember "Teardrops on My Guitar" the most. But Tim McGraw was the first single that she dropped, um, and it's it's just a super cute song. And then she hit us with "Teardrops on My Guitar," and every teenage girl lost their minds because they're like. This girl just sang everything I've been thinking for the last four years of my life. Yeah. Every teenage girl has their Drew. Let's be honest. Yes. I don't know, but I was like, the first time I heard that song, I was like, Drew, what are you thinking? She's right there. She was how old then? 17. 17. A little baby. Wow. A little baby. Perry, I don't hate the pick. It's not in my top five. It's not in my top five either. I, I when I looked up rankings of all of her studio albums, I'm pretty sure it was last or second to last in almost so every. You just put it in, in there as a joke. No, because I that's the literally I put it in because I recognize and enjoyed more songs and know more lyrics to those a lot of songs from that album than many of the other albums. That shows my. I was gonna say novicity. A, I don't think he's that's a true a word, fan. But. Maybe. <laughs> Wow. All right. I was well, there from the beginning. I'm an OG. Were you, were you now, Perry? All right. So um, my number four is probably about as different from debut as you could get. <laughs> I My number four is Reputation. And I hated that one. Are you going to let me talk? Or? You can talk. Go ahead. So Reputation came out in 2017. And here's why... I didn't like it to begin with. The lead single was Look What You Made Me Do, which, if you ask me, might be the most skippable song on the album. I agree. I think had she led with something else, I would have thought completely differently. But because I didn't like that single very much, I didn't listen to it. And here's here's, here's another thing. So Taylor Swift had 1989 that came out in 2014 when we were in high school. One of the biggest albums of all time. It was so good. It was the transition from country to pop. It won the Grammy for album of the year. It was a huge deal. Shake It Off is like one of the top like five or ten stream songs of all time. It's it's insane. Then she gets into like, there was some beef with Kanye and Kim. And Kanye and Kim were calling her a villain. And other people were calling her a villain. And she's like, I just can't take this. So she completely retreated. Like left the public eye for a year started like venturing out and then she started dropping she dropped that single and i i love the clap back at kanye and kim (laughs) but i did not love the song 
So yeah. when the album came out, I listened to it, and I was like, I just, I don't get it. And now, as I've grown older, I became absolutely obsessed. It's one of the great, it's, it is, I said that uh, Look What You Made Me Do is the most skippable song, but I don't even usually skip it. Like, I can listen to this album straight through, and I love it. Um, and I think what made me love it more, and this has kind of happened to me the same way with Hamilton. I didn't like Hamilton when I listened to it for the first time. And then I watched it. And then I was like, just kidding. This is incredible. Reputation I didn't love. And then the Reputation Tour happened, and the Reputation Tour movie went on Netflix, and I watched it, and I was like, I'm wrong. She's a genius. <laughs> and she's the... And I love I it, Perry. I say he was wrong. Taylor Swift can prove me wrong. Except with Jerry. Um, well, I don't know if I'm wrong about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back. It's coming back around. You may have been right the whole time. Yep. Um, so I think my favorite song for Reputation is Don't Blame Me. Uh, I think it's incredible. You have the incredible harmonies of the chorus of Taylor Swift's mm -hmm. that she put in there, which is just iconic and incredible. Uh, one of the best live performances I've ever seen of a song is when she sang this on her tour. Um, I did something bad. Absolute banger. When I'm mad at someone, I play that. And I imagine that I ruined their life. Um, Dancing with Our Hands Tied, super underrated, super fun. Getaway Car, same thing. And then Ready For It is a banger, and it just opens up the album super well. Um, I think that if she had led with any of those songs as the lead single, I would have thought completely differently from the beginning. I love this album. Is this kind of an angry album? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a revenge album, and this we're This is the one where people it. thought she went rogue. Because it was coming she out the did. heels of 1989. Which yeah, which was girly. Was so much more happy, and this one was 1989, like... yeah, it was girly pop. There was happiness. Like, even the sad songs were kind of, like, sunshiny. Uh -huh. And then there was this, which was, like, pop metal. It was like, like there was also metal... three years in between, which is the most between any of her albums. Yeah, I mean, I she completely she retreated. A lot. She did go through a lot. Okay, I will say I disagree. Because the only song I recognize from Reputation is look what you made me do and i really didn't like that song so Perry, i will send for that you, reason I'll, i'm out i'll tell you a couple songs to listen to later okay will do okay so i actually moved this album up into spot number four from spot number six and swapped it with another but i also chose reputation wow which is wild because i never used to like this album and I was just talking to a friend yesterday about it because we were talking about the top five and me being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And she loves Reputation. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to give it another listen or at least look through the track list again. And I realized, yeah, the aggressive songs that are on the front end of the, the track list are not my favorite. But once you get to, like, Delicate, Getaway Car, New Year's Day, King of My Heart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can vibe with these. These are a little more gentle amidst Taylor Swift being angry. Yeah, yeah. But I struggled with it coming off of the heels of 1989 because I love that album. And, and then the three-year gap was kind of like, Taylor, where are you? And then when she came back with that, I was like, hmm, that didn't feel like it was worth the wait. But No, I felt the same way. Yeah. 
and now we've matured and we've grown into it. Yes. So I put reputation as number four. Amazing. Wow. It's honestly like, like because she has what now? 12, 13, something like that 12. studio yeah. albums. Uh, the top five is actually, you know, a pretty, pretty, uh, it's a pretty big deal. Prestigious group to yeah. be in. Cause there's seven, especially albums, on Banter I Hardly Know Her. Yeah. The Banter I Hardly Know Her top fives. We are one step below the Grammys. I would say so. Man. All right, Perry, um, what's your number three? My number three is Midnight's. Oh, really? Album. Honestly, it's tough because I've, I've, I've listened to it on shuffle in the car uh, multiple times in the last couple weeks. And multiple times I was like, okay. Um, I don't, I mean, I can't really, I, I remember liking, so I definitely liked You're On Your Own Kid. I liked Lavender Haze. Um, Love Lavender Haze. I liked Sweet Nothing. Uh, but I need to, I need to like actually listen with like Spotify up where I can like see which songs are playing and not, you know, not just have it shuffling where I'm like, Oh, I like this song, but I don't know what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, the times I've shuffled midnights, I've been like, okay, I'm liking the, the, the vibe of this album more than the last few that have come out. I love it, Perry. Love that for you. That's it. What was your favorite song on the Midnight's album, you think? Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Lavender Haze. Perry, that's my favorite. Because I know I've listened to that one at least three or four or five times and uh, enjoyed it. So That is not my favorite. What's your favorite? Uh, Antihero. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. That one's good, too. I loved Lavender Haze. Or you're Haze. on your own, kid, because of the, okay. the backstory of that one. Yeah, that's fair. She she really thinks that that Blake Lively's kid is gonna be named. It literally is. What? What's Wes, the name? Do you agree? She literally what, had a be... song on her last album or whatever album. Oh, folklore, that had Betty, which is one of Blake and Ryan Reynolds' ch- children, and then Blake's pregnant again, and I bet you it's gonna be Daisy May. It's gonna be the name <laughs> of their child. You think so? I think so. Okay. I don't know when she's due, but when I mean, she... you heard it here first, folks, on Bantry, a Bantry Hardly Know Her exclusive. <laughs> Taylor, really... Swift, Taylor Swift does drop Easter eggs for no reason. Yeah, just and for the fun of it. Just for the fun of it. That's one of my favorite things about Taylor Swift oh, is that she too. plays with the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my roommate, Tanner, may he rest in peace because I'm... Because... I love him, but man, he just does not like Taylor Swift. I just think he's wrong. Um, <laughs> actually, I know he's wrong, but uh, he was like, why should you do all this stuff? It's so dumb. I'm like, no, it's amazing. She's just playing with the fans. What other artist just plays with the fans like that? Uh-huh. Like, they what love other it. Artists we feeds... love it. Yeah, we love it. We love just trying to decipher things because if we can't listen to the music, we might as well think of something else fun to do, you know? Yeah, and her music videos have the Easter eggs in them. It's great. They're so fun. There's gonna be a Taylor Swift movie where they just take. There already is. Bits. The all too well There's so version. many. Yeah, but those are those don't. Are there are there actual movies that aren't just like following her on a tour? Yeah, there's the yeah. long the long pond studio sessions. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. All she went out the of New York album? City okay. into like the mountains or or like somewhere in New York. Where she State. recorded her very melancholy albums. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. With Jack Antonoff and uh, someone else. Yeah neat all right perry 
And Brooke, my number three. I'm also digging into the vault with Red Taylor's version. Oh, number three. When I tell you, when I tell you this album shook me to the core, oh, yes. I cannot even begin to explain it. So I was I loved Fearless Taylor's version. And when I heard we were getting the 10-minute version of All Too Well, oh. I was ready to lose my freaking mind. I could not get to the release date fast enough. Uh, <laughs> and I love it. Here's my thing with Fearless Taylor's version, and Brooke, you can feel free, to, feel free to push back. I did not like Fearless Taylor's version more than the original Fearless album. You but Red like... Taylor's version, I liked substantially oh. more. Nope, I agree with you. 100% like, agree. The vault songs on this album, I could have had on a separate album and been happy. Yep. Because they yep. were so good. Uh, and just, I could I could sense the difference in a lot of the songs on this album than, than I could on Fearless Taylor's version. And it, oh man, when I heard Better Man for the first time, I cried oh. in my car. I was like, Taylor, you're right. I could be better. I could be a better man than I am right now. I'm sorry. There's what, eight from the vault songs on that? Yeah, and they're all amazing. Yeah, literally turn that into another album, Taylor. I know. I put my I put my top five on here and my top five songs and from the album and three of them are from the vault. So Better Man <laughs> was my favorite. Better Man's my favorite. Better Man is probably in my top three favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. And the fact that she sold it to Little Big Town just breaks my heart because they didn't deserve it. I mean they're a great band, but they didn't deserve Wait, it. Wait, I did not know she sold it. Yeah, so it didn't make the cut originally, right? Oh, oh yes, okay. I and so then that. she sold it to Little Big Town to sing. Um, the All Too Well 10-minute version, incredible. Uh, State of Grace is probably my favorite Taylor Swift opening song on any album, and it's just still amazing. Which, that is the opening song on her tour that I saw. And was it amazing? Yeah, I was crying. Ugh. Literally just standing there. Looking at her, and it, she's, like, coming up from, you know, underneath the stage. Exactly. Sounds like Jesus. I'm never going to forget that moment. Well, <laughs> Jesus didn't come from below, Perry. He came from above. So. Right, right, right. right. Uh, Message in a Bottle. I just think that song is a bop and so fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I love I Knew You Were Trouble at any time of day. So I love Red Taylor's version. Uh, here's a fun fact about the album. So the American Music Awards were last night. Taylor Swift won Album of the Year with Red Taylor's version. In 2012, she won Album of the Year at the AMAs with Red. She literally won the same award with the same album 10 years apart. And Who she does added, that? And she added eight new songs on it. Exactly. Who heard. does that? That's amazing. Incredible. She needs Perry, a hobby. Red Taylor's version is a no-skip album. Oh, of course. Of course. And the only reason to skip is if you you want to get to your favorite song faster. That's the only reason. But yet, all this hype, and yet it's your number three. I don't know how. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the bar just jumped up a little bit. Yeah. Once you get into the top there, three, it's a big deal. I I love Red Taylor's version. It's just, it's everything. It's so good. Mm -hmm. all right, Brooke, what do you got Brooke. at number three? All right. My third is Folklore. Okay. And I chose that one. Uh because it came out during the pandemic. So, you know, it, it was like a more dark, deep, melancholy album, which I feel like matched a lot of the emotions of COVID. Mm -hmm. Also, fall vibes. It gave Big me time. fall vibes. So, the queen of fall. And I love fall. Favorite season. Um, some of my favorites, um, Exile, 
That duet uh, with who is it? Bon? How do you pronounce bon, his name? Bon. It's either Bon, bon Iver or, or Bonnie Vare. I don't know how you bon say Iver. it. From. Uh... He's from a band, right? Is that thought, Bon Jovi? I, oh I no bon I- no no! Oh I thought gosh. Bon Iver was the band. Oh maybe. I'm yeah no. Um, let me pull it up here. Uh, oh, this is me trying. That mm. one could have me crying in the car at any point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I liked the change of pace on that one. I think it lends more to my personality. I'm a little more melancholy by nature. She's looking at me as she said that. Just getting affirmation. No, um, yes, you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so I feel like I just, I, I, I feel like I relate to folklore. So that's why I put it as number three. I love that. I think, I think my favorite song from that album is Alyssa Affairs. Mm, that's a good one too. probably in my top 10 Taylor Swift songs of all time. Wow. I, I love that song so much. And here we see again, another era slash genre shift for Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Cause what so was the what was we, the one before that? It was uh, Lover. Yep, yep. So we've gone country to pop to folk, and she won the Grammy for Album of the Year again. Became she became the at the time she was the when nineteen eighty nine won she was the first and only woman to win Album of the Year twice. Then Adele won the next year, so she kind of took that away. Then she won Album of the Year for Folklore becoming mm-hmm. one of only three artists to ever win the award three times with Stevie Wonder and I I want to say uh, Paul Simon maybe I don't, I don't know. know some man okay <laughs> that is was popular in like the 70s and 80s we would all recognize him if we saw his name um Tom Petty Paul McCartney no, Tom Petty's bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a, another awesome album. And another album we didn't see coming. She was just like, here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was like, I'm just going to drop this and give people, like, what was it, like, probably less than a month notice. Oh, yeah. Which is her typical Taylor way of doing things. Exactly. I think it dropped in, like, what, like, June, I want to say? Yep. And yeah. I was like, good timing. People are literally how many months into the pandemic and they need some Taylor. It was so good. So, oh, good so choice. needed some Taylor. I good choice, Brooke. Taylor. <laughs> all right perry what's your number two well wes you already talked about my number two it is red and i will say red taylor's version uh from what i it, there's definitely i i would say is better an improvement from the original red i mean a, a lot of the songs i liked from the original red anyway um and i haven't actually had the well i've had plenty of chances but i haven't actually dove deep into the taylor's version but Brooke, uh, once once the Taylor's version came out, we were on. We then had a drive for Thanksgiving, I think, right after that came out last year. And, yeah, that'd be right. Uh, in the car, she played it, and she's like, "All right, let me narrate what's going on." Yes, Brooke. Pop I narrated off. all of it. Yes. And I was like, "Okay, that's an intense song. Who writes a ten-minute song?" And uh, obviously, I mean, the sometimes last, you like, need to. The last like three minutes are all like kind of bridge but um but yeah it was intense it was uh it was an experience and then yeah state of grace 
fantastic. We are never getting back together is or never ever getting back together. Excuse yeah, me. Get it right. Is a uh, is an iconic song. So is twenty two. Um, uh, the moment I knew is another one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to all the new ones. I listened to Run when that came out as well with Ed Sheeran because I like him a lot. But yeah, just a lot of great stuff. A lot of iconic songs in the original Red as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, number two, easy pick. Yeah. I mean, like, screw Jake Gyllenhaal. Am I right? Yeah, it's just we all hate man. Poor guy though. At the same time, the whole I world mean, he of must Swift really, hate him now. He must have no. really messed up. Yeah, because the most the the woman of music, the all of the music industry in Taylor Swift, as we're saying, has now gotten her fan base to all hate Taylor, all hate Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, maybe he or J- it's actually pronounced Gyllenhaal. If you uh, is it really? If you asked him, yeah, it's true. Have That's you met so him? pretentious. Uh, yes, he's been on the pod. No, he's. I'm just kidding. No, it was from watching like Fallon or Jimmy Fallon or something. He said okay. it's actually pronounced Gyllenhaal, uh, from I think it's Scandinavian, but uh, he they've just adapted it in the U.S. to Gyllenhaal is fine. Well, he needs to give her the red scarf back. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, all right. So Here my number like two, mounted. my number two, for a long time was my favorite, but then I had to do, I did like a hard reevaluation of my Taylor fandom like two years ago and I decided that it was not uh, but it is my number two and that would be fearless whoa so fearless is the album that got me into Taylor Swift okay um, so I it's a little bit of that. nostalgia but she, it was great it was the album of the year and she was 19 or 20 I mean it's absolutely ridiculous and she came out there, and and here's the thing: country albums don't win Grammy, don't win album of the year very often at the Grammys. Yeah. Taylor Swift did it, um, Casey Musgraves did it, and other than that, they usually get snubbed. Chris Stapleton has been nominated a couple times, but he hasn't gotten it. Um, for example, like Carrie Underwood, she's never been nominated for album of the year. Um, Who? Carrie Underwood. Oh, Carrie Underwood. I heard Karen Wood, and I was like, "Oh, yeah," because no. nobody's heard of her. <laughs> um, like other super famous Karen. country artists, like like Brad Paisley, yeah. uh, Alan Alan Jackson, Johnny Cash. Like those artists don't have that accolade, and here she is. She drops a country album because she's a country artist, and just absolutely blows all these pop fiends out of the water at 19 years old. And I'll never forget, I watched it live, and I'll never, I see this clip every year when the Grammys roll around, and she says, we're taking this one back to Nashville. And I just love, I love that. I love that she was thinking of the people of country music, and it's, it's so good. Uh, Here's my hot take on the album. My favorite song on that album is not one that a lot of people like. It would be, You're Not Sorry, is my favorite song on that album. I like that one. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's I've Perry. I've seen that Rolling Stone list about a year ago, and it's not highly ranked on there at all. But it's got the cellos, and it's it's uh-huh. so it's so good. Yeah, it's a but super dynamic song. It is, and you've got Love Story on that album. I mean, come on! If you say you don't like Love Story by Taylor Swift, you're lying. Uh, you belong with me. I definitely thought that when I was like eighth grade with all the girls that didn't love me back. Um, White Horse, super sad, super great. And Forever and Always, first she drops it, it's great, and then she drops an acoustic piano version, and then I just decided to weep. Uh, 
I love it. And that's not even mentioning songs like 15, mm-hmm. Fearless, Hey Steven. I mean, come on. Hey, it's so Steven, fun. Uh, I know looks can be deceiving, right? Exactly. Uh, this is on. the this is the Joe Jonas era. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the songs on here are about Joe Jonas. May he I rest in peace. I love how all of these songs literally. Everybody's Wait like, a second, though. This is the this is the guy that didn't, didn't work out that sparked this song. This is the guy <laughs> the inspiration for this, and they're all famous people. <laughs> it's Wes. Wes, did you watch the Ellen interview with Taylor? I bet you did. It was yes. It was when her and Joe broke up, and she's uh-huh. like. Yeah, like what was it like a ten second call? Or she's like, when I when I win some award, I'm not gonna think about the guy who broke up with me on the yep. phone ten seconds, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and that was at Joe Jonas. Yeah, oh, I remember amazing. people talking about that it was at a big high school deal. or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. was like a yeah, it was yeah it was big. And guess how many Grammys she has compared to him? A lot more. So does Joe True. still make make music? Well, the Joe Bros are back together. Yeah, but I feel like they they haven't had like an album or anything. They just have a couple singles. So they actually they were on Saturday Night Live a few months ago, and I will say Joe Jonas, Joe Jonas's voice is a lot better now than when we were young. Oh, like okay. he sound he sounds great. I will just say it. But did anyway, band, fearless. Did the band that he he was in DNCE, whatever it was? I, I don't know. I don't know if they've done. I think anything they had like a falling except, out or something. I don't know. They released Cake by the Ocean, and no one ever heard from them again. Yeah. One hit wonder. But I know. So yeah, I love Fearless. It's great. I will remember the the love story music video for the rest of my life. It's great. It's just great. Well, great. Great. Um, my number two uh, is 1989. Okay. It was a mix of rap, upbeat, but some melancholy. Um. Like, some of the melancholy songs in there. Let me pull it up here. Um, Out of the Woods. Oh, love it. All You Had to Do Was Stay. Love it. And Wildest Dreams. Oh, Clean. That one. It was like rain came pouring down. Oh, it's so good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I would say Bad Blood. Though I love the one with Kendrick, which is on... Isn't that on a different... Oh, it's on the deluxe it, version, right? Yeah, it's on the deluxe, I think. Yeah. I love both versions, honestly. But the rap version, I did memorize that whole rap section when it came out. Did. Of course you did. Of course I did. Um, so, yeah, I put that that one up at number two. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a close call between one and two for that one. Sure. It's a great album. It, uh, yeah, speaking really of is. Bad Blood, do you remember the music video with Kendrick Lamar? Oh, yes. Do you remember how many famous people were in that video? Uh-huh. Selena Gomez is in there. Zendaya. Haley Steinfeld. Uh, how um, old was, was Zendaya? Like, was like Gigi Hadid. Yes, she was in it. And Carly Kloss. Yes. I don't know who yes. either of those people are. They're Victoria's Secret models. Oh, yeah. that's why I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, she, she, she filled there. that. She filled that video. It was insane. Video. And like... Mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld wasn't even famous yet. Uh-uh. She was just kind of there. Like Twelve years old. She was. She she wasn't even in Pitch Perfect yet, right? <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. Uh, and now okay. she's in Marvel. I've got a hot take. On what? On 1989. Most of the songs on this album I couldn't stand. In when I when 
it was high school because all the all the everybody was just like playing them and they were just like in my mind they were just basic pop and because of that i kind of still have a negative opinion on most of the songs in this album welcome to new york out of the woods shake it off shake it off and bad blood i was just like every time shake it off got played at a crew dance party i was just like i'm gonna throw up um yeah there was no there was nothing scarier than a than a i don't know 20 year old man dancing to shake it off uh in my mind but um yeah so this album did not make my top five i just haven't have it just felt like basic pop at the time and you know at the time i was a young i was a high schooler and I, you didn't understand that Taylor I did, Swift I, you was know, the I wasn't cultured, industry. and it, it put a negative taste in my mouth. So I'll admit there's bias there, um, but yeah, I still I just was like, this is basic pop, and I don't like it. I like uh, you know, I at that time I was like, what's that's not like the Taylor that's on my iPod Nano, okay? No, she has shorter hair now. <laughs> True. Less curly, right? Yes, yes, man. All right, we are down to our number ones. That's crazy. Yep. I think we should probably do a quick recap of our five through two. Don't you think so, Perry? Sure. My uh, my five, four, three, two is five is Speak Now. Four, the original uh, debut album, Taylor Swift. Three, uh, just came out last month, Midnight's. Two is Red, and specifically Red Taylor's version. Uh, definitely uh, an upgrade over the original, which is still a great album. Still would have made my list. All right, what's your number one? Uh, well, well you, we yeah, I guess you guys one. can recap when yeah. you go. My number one, I just want to say, um, it, most of this is nostalgia's sake, but let me paint you a picture. Oh gosh. Um, the picture involves friend of the pod Noah Smith, and I don't, I don't know if he'd care if I call him out on this. It's not weird. Don't worry, guys. I mean, he went to IU. You can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So it involves friend of the pod Noah Smith, and I was in Colorado at uh, a crew conference uh it was probably like 20 like maybe 11 or something like that uh crew crew conference i was a a high schooler middle probably middle schooler at the time um and there was a the uh, we had student student venture which was like all of the high all of the middle school and high school students getting together for for meetings where there was worship where there was some speakers and then we would go do some fun stuff uh basically babysitting but um right babysitting high schoolers but yeah it was it was in a like a conference for for the middle schoolers and high schoolers and one of the one of the sessions they had a lip sync battle in front of we're talking 500 to 600 crew staff kids and uh my buddy noah got selected to go up on stage uh, with some girl he had never met and do a lip sync duet uh and they got the song love story and just one of my favorite memories of of noah is watching him and the girl he had never met just absolutely kill it and he gave it his all he was on the floor like throwing what was it uh, uh like he's on the floor begging you please don't go and he's throwing what's this just like stones at the window or whatever um like i just remember feeling like being like oh my gosh he just absolutely nailed this and because of that 
that song then kind of always held a special memory in uh, for me and i don't know if noah's ever heard this from me but if he's listening i hope uh i hope this is a memory that he he remembers fondly but uh yes so i, I was watching in the audience of 500 600 people as he uh did lip sync battle to this song love story and so that's a great memory i have of the album fearless and um and there are many other good songs on this album as well. And I, I'm not specifically talking specifically talking about Taylor's version of this album because I don't think I have, have even really listened to the new stuff, um, to be honest. But Fearless is a great song. Love Story, Hey Steven. I think I've heard that one a couple times. You guys talked about it. Um, yeah, The Best Day is another great one. The Way I Loved You. Uh, I haven't listened to this album in a while, going to be honest. But... It's definitely, uh, definitely held some big nostalgia for me uh, back in the days before I thought t- I was too cool for Taylor Swift and then coming back to it now as I'm uh, an old guy who doesn't really care. Some of the, some, some good old bangers on that album. Okay. Thanks, Barry. Yeah. Did you, did you we see were... that? Can you picture Noah uh, in front of, in front I of 500 can. kids killing it to love story? I can. How old were you guys at the time? Probably like... 15 nice yep amazing all right so my number five recapping my number five was speak now number four was reputation three was red taylor's version and two was fearless my number one i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it on here i think it's the greatest album of all time i'm i'm gonna drop that that bomb oh boy (laughs) And it's 1989. I, I think, it. I think it's incredible. I can't believe that she just decided to do a genre shift mm-hmm. and just took over a genre all on her own. Um, Perry, you might not like it, but 1989 is the epitome of a no-skip album for me. I love every song. I'm here for that. I listen to all of them. Um, my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time is on this album. And that Which would be sti- Style. Style oh, is my favorite Taylor okay. Swift song of all time. Uh, one, incredible play on words because it's about Harry Styles. And, uh, yes. I mean, you got that James Dean daydream look in your eye. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's poetry. Genius. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I hyped it up earlier when Brooke talked about it. It was the album of the year. And it's just, I... It's just my favorite. It is my absolute favorite. Is it girl pop? Absolutely. Do I care? Not one bit. Uh, it's so well put together. One of the most fluid albums out there. I just, I love it. I love it to pieces. Love it to pieces, and I'll never stop. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's my and too, so. If I, if I can add one thing. I think this is the album where Taylor Swift flexes her vocal chops the most. She's got a lot of high notes. She's got a lot of screams, basically. Mm-hmm. And she she kills it. And Taylor Swift, let it be known. I do not think Taylor Swift is the best singer in the world. By any means. Yeah. But the grip she has on society is insane. And this is my favorite album that she has. I think it's the best her best performance, period. Yeah, guys, if any of you thought Disney owned us, check your Spotify feed. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I agree with you on that. Um, 
All right, so... I, just for the record, I don't agree with Wes on that. We've heard me, my opinion, but... Uh, but we also know that, Perry, in sure this instance, you're wrong. We can also acknowledge I don't know much about Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so my five to two. So five, Fearless, Taylor's version. Four, Reputation. Three, Folklore. Two, 1989. And I talked about this earlier, how much I love this album. Red, Taylor's version, is my number one. All too well, I think enough said. In ten minute version, enough said. I would say definitely within ten minutes enough was said. Yes. And I think too that the only I haven't heard any pop artist, I think, be able to do a ten minute song like that. I've heard it contemporary Christian music all day (laughs) but to hear it from a pop whatever you want to call her pop folk whatever genre she fits in she fits into like all of them like yeah and she's not even just like repeating chorus bridge chorus bridge exactly every (laughs) every contemporary christian song they sing the song twice yeah Yeah. Yeah. but she like once she gets into that bridge and oh man so about patriarchy and uh, blah 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 throughout the bridge just, just everything. It's everything. Incredible. So that's number one by far. When I went to the Taylor Swift concert, it was when she was really into those, like, flared short skirts. Mm-hmm. Leather. So I had a leather, black leather flared skirt. I had a shirt that had a cat on it. Yes, you did. I had a red, like, headband that had, like, polka dots on it because it was a red tour. And then I had white heads. On my feet. I need her to get another one of those skirts. Let me tell you. <laughs> that was disgusting. I'm okay, teasing. let me tell you. <laughs> Perry, just because you're a Christian. That is literally doesn't... when I peaked in high school. But she's my wife, oh, yeah. so I can say whatever and, I want now, right? And I'm just going to keep no, talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I went with three of my high school friends. One of them, if I send this podcast to her she's gonna love that i mentioned this like we all were decked out had a whole weekend in philadelphia for this concert and there was a rain delay during the concert so taylor swift was behind stage like tweeting about how she's like like we're gonna stall the concert the concert started at 10 p.m wow ended at like 12 31 a.m wow one of the best concerts ever 31 oddly specific so like the the anticipation just built as everybody's on the concourse, which is that's when I learned what a concourse was, um, screaming Taylor Swift songs. It was just legendary. So, I love that for you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I I just it's such a good album. Everything about it. So good. And here's here's something great. So we talked about how like earlier like t- everything is Taylor's version. Taylor Swift owns. So the original version of All Too Well was ten minutes. And the record label was like, you cannot release a 10-minute song. Mm-hmm. No one's going to listen to that. So she cut it to five. And then, like, word got out that there was a 10-minute version. And the Taylor Swift fans were like, give us the 10-minute version. Give it to we us. We want it. And, and the short film. Exactly. <laughs> she and literally then, then almost there was, wa- Then there was a premiere for the short film. <laughs> Take off my mic. <laughs> she, she's, she can. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can have all just, of it. <laughs> She can have all of it. She earned it. <laughs> she, we need to support her. <laughs> we, we do. I, have you guys ever seen the, the Vogue interview 
with Taylor Swift. Is it like when she gets asked a bunch of questions? Those ones? Yeah, the one she gets asked a bunch of questions. And she's like going around her house. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> one of the questions was, uh, like, do you, oh, what was the question? It was, um, oh, I'm gonna screw it up, and that's gonna be super embarrassing. It was along the lines of, uh, do you ever feel like. Like, do you ever feel self-conscious about anything that you've written or anything that you've said in the media? Uh, and she's like, or, oh, no, that wasn't it. Sorry, I'm going to rephrase. She talked about how, like, it, it was something about, like, she didn't like being told what to do. Uh-huh. And there was, like, a some kind of, something kind of, like, you like, song premiere, something happened in her house. or And someone, like, she said she had this constant notion of she couldn't raise her voice at people. And specifically people that were superior to her or like her record label people. And they were in her house. And she said, oh, sorry, did I raise my voice in my house that I bought with the money I made from the songs that I wrote about my life? <laughs> I love it. I just I love it. I love it. I love Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to some Taylor Swift tonight because so good. I'm so just good. on a high. <laughs> Okay, hold wow. on one second. I am trying to um, just kind of quantify the the stacks of money that is that um, Taylor Swift probably sleeps on. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm it's going to. What do we think is Taylor Swift's most played song on Spotify? I well, factually, I think it's "Shake It Off." Yeah, I was gonna say "Shake It Off." Really, "Shake It Off." Okay, so I got to go way down to. Um, Which album is it on, huh? It's on 1989. There you go. I think Shake It Off is one of like the most streamed songs ever on Spotify. Okay, 1989, here we go. Shake It Off. Oh, there's Wildest Dreams. Shake It Off has 890 million plus streams. So, if I multiply that, 890, times point. Zero zero, I believe it's three zeros. No, two zeros, three, which basically, uh, uh that is how much money uh, you are getting per stream on per average stream. from Spotify alone. And she has made two point six seven, so almost two point seven million dollars from Spotify streams alone on that one song. Song. She has over two hundred and thirty songs on Spotify. So probably a hundred plus million to maybe two hundred million in Spotify alone. Streams. Yes. So not album sales. Because remember, not, Perry, Spotify wasn't a thing until like until her fourth, al- fourth or fifth album. Right. Yes. Okay. So not really recently, but yes, not until later. And so you add, yeah, sales of of the actual CD album whatever you want to call it apple selling on apple itunes um and then you add concerts oh my goodness you add everything else endorsements so yeah she's a billionaire like it just it blows my mind i mean the music industry is worth billions of dollars yep blows my mind anyway uh i'm gonna let you guys uh talk about round out your top tens here i just wanted to say um it seems like putting our our lists together that our consensus number one album, Taylor Swift album, would be Red Taylor's version, if we're putting all, if we're averaging our three, 
uh, it seems like number two would probably be 1989 or Fearless. Those would probably be two or three based on the 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 way we have all rated them. Sound good? Sounds good. Cool. Uh, well. All right. You guys can round out your five through ten or six through ten. I'm not going to because I don't have much knowledge yeah. at all. Brooke, Brooke, I think I'm just going to run through it. Like, just real yeah, quick. I'm going to as well. Cool. You go first. Uh, so, what'd you say? You go first. Okay. So my number six is Midnight's, the most recent one. I thought it was funky. I thought it was fun. Um, and I was, I also have some recency bias. And my favorite song from that album would be Lavender Haze. Uh, my number seven is Folklore. It was super different. It was super fun. Brooke already talked about it and gave it a bunch of hype. And I talked about how much I loved Alyssa Affairs from that album. Mm-hmm. Um, my number eight was Fearless Taylor's version. Oh, wait. I just realized I screwed up my ranking because I would probably put the OG red above that. That's fine. OG red, amazing. Wait, um, didn't you put Fearless in your top five? No. Why well, put I put the OG Fearless? Yeah. Oh, so you put them as two different albums? Yeah, uh, I can. They are two different albums. Wait, but I thought yep. in our text Perry, they are two different albums. That red was the same. Red to the no. I said red. that. Yeah, I no. maybe it was misunderstood no. when I I I texted them Definitely earlier asking if it was the same album, but anyway, that's blasphemy. Uh, anyway, we'll forget that I messed that up. Uh, my number nine was Lover. Lover was fun. It was, it was. It, there's plenty of good songs. Um, I love Cornelia Street. Uh, mm-hmm. I love a lot of songs. My favorite song on that album, also underrated, I think, is Afterglow. I love the song Afterglow. I think it's. So I good. honestly don't even remember that song. Oh, I remember the name. I don't remember. Does Ed how it Sheeran goes. sing that song? No. He has. Well, a song I think he does have a song. Well, this one's better because it's Taylor Swift. Um, and also, Cruel Summer was on that song, which was yep. my song of the summer two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my number 10 was Debut. So the one big album that did not make my cut for the top 10 was Evermore, which might be a bit of a hot take. I don't but think so. That's what I was, that's my that's my top 10. Okay. And I would like to give I would like to give an honorable mention and a shout out to a piece of Taylor Swift work that is not an album. She has some live recorded songs from the beginning of the lover tour that started in Europe, but got absolutely nixed because of COVID. Um, she has a, a, a live version of Cornelia street. That's oh, just it's her so her much better. So much it's better so, than the album. It's uh, the so album good. I didn't really like it on the album that I heard that song. It became a top 10 Taylor Swift song for me. Yeah. The acoustics in that one. It's so good. Oh, phenomenal. But yeah. That's my top 10. Okay. Um, my six through ten. Um, six was Midnight's as well. My favorite lyrically on there is either Antihero or Mastermind. Mm, Mastermind's good. Um, but I feel like she reached like a new level lyrically on Midnight's. I I, I will I say agree. though, which I was talking to a friend about this, is that for someone who has an intense vocabulary an extensive vocabulary mm-hmm. there was more curse words in midnights than i personally would like um sure just just in the sense of that she literally has like one of the widest vocabularies that i think i've heard of a artist um so that's my take on that um seven was lover uh yeah cornelia street uh live in paris version which is mm-hmm. what we were just talking about. Um, Death by a Thousand Cuts 
Love that song. Um, eight. It's terrible. <laughs> um, she went through a lot. Okay. Um, eight was Speak Now. Um, nine is Evermore. And I know that it was coming off, like she said, it was a continuation of Folklore. But it was just too much like Folklore for me. Um, but there were still a few good songs on there that I liked. Um, and then ten is uh, just the Taylor Swift, the self-titled album. I like it for nostalgic reasons, but I didn't really follow her that much then. So, and that's and that wraps it up. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, so it sounds like you both put yeah, like her debut album, like either like what's that second or third to last. Um, is there one album you guys would say you like didn't like particularly because no. because it's not no. last because you Wes you have Evermore as your kind of last like normal album original album if you want to I want to I don't know if yeah, yeah there, there was no album that I didn't like what would be underneath what are you missing in that uh, when you have your top 10 what's outside of that is that speak now Wait. you don't have speak now in there no I did for me it's Maybe. Evermore um and if we're counting the Taylor's versions, I probably would swap the original Red and Fearless Taylor's version, um, put Fearless Taylor's version maybe at number 11. Yeah, but, original Red and original Fearless technically didn't make it onto mine. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I just kind of forgot, so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, okay. Evermore didn't do it for me. I mean, I love Champagne Problems, mm-hmm. and I love a lot of songs from that album, but it's just my least favorite, and I think... What we see from Taylor Swift a lot of times is each album is so unique and Evermore and Folklore flow together super well, which is also really cool. Yeah. But because they flow together super well, it's hard for me to distinguish it as its own album sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I didn't like either of those, but nobody cares about my opinion, so. <laughs> I care. True, okay. <laughs> I just You're learning. Like melancholy Carrie. vibes, you know? <laughs> You're learning. I, uh, yeah. Whatever they say. Yeah, he doesn't love melancholy. In general. Yeah. Definitely learning about melancholy a little bit more every day. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up, folks, for this it episode. Does. It does. Banter, I hardly know her. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's wrap this thing up, Wes. Well, everyone, reward yourself on your drive to work tomorrow or your walk to class or whatever you're doing. And listen to a Taylor Swift album. And love every part of it. And with that... As I listen to my Taylor Swift albums tomorrow, I'm going to stay hungry, stay humble, and stay hydrated. <laughs>